have you heard the good news about the Guinness record holder for walking no, on Legos? Pu- <laughs> no, my silly... What? My silly putty got stuck to my fucking microphone. <laughs> Rip. It's okay, I got it off. Wait, there's a... Of course there is. There's a Guinness so, World Record for everything. There's Russell Kazava. Um, is the three-time Guinness World Records holder for walking on Legos barefoot. Oh, my God. Why would you do that I to yourself? this man is he delivered over $5,000 in Legos to kids at Mass General Hospital. <gasps> okay. I like it. I mean, yes, this is a good man. But why would you do that to yourself? He, he also runs a... Little Bricks charity on TikTok, which I assume has something to do with Legos. I I would one would one would hope. But he he drove. One would hope it's not. One would hope it's not about being a tiny bricklayer. We build tiny houses. (laughs) But but not. We build tiny houses, but not that kind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he drove from Virginia to drop off five thousand dollars worth of Legos. To the kids at Mass General Hospital. In Boston? Yeah. Wait, why Mass General? I, um... Are the kids in Boston particularly lacking for Legos? Um, so he... Uh, these poor children in Boston. These poor children in Boston. They really need the Legos. I don't know what accent that fucking was. The, the Boston kids have a Lego deficiency. No, um, he did it in partnership with Mike and Nicole Lorenzo from North Attleboro. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I assume I assume that's why. Cool. Okay, but like, why would you walk? I get like wanting to walk on lava, not lava, hot coals. Um. Oh, <laughs> wait. Quick side note. <laughs> quick side note. I went to see The Northman. Mm-hmm. Which is Robert Eggers' new film. Um, spoiler alert, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends with um, Alexander Skarsgård's character, Amleth, the main character, mm-hmm. Hamlet. It's Hamlet, by the way, but with, like, way more gore. Like, somebody's stomach, you know, the thing that's supposed to stay on the inside, <laughs> ends up on the outside, like, multiple times during this movie. But anyway, it the ends up with him... Very- <laughs> he ends up at one point they're in iceland and he ends up fighting his uncle but they're literally like inside a volcano or like the the eruption zone of a volcano at one point mm-hmm. and they are like jump like literally jumping over like rivers of lava and i'm like this is cool and it looks great and everything but up until that point i was pretty immersed in the like <laughs> she's, she's- your immersion what is up this until that point, physics up until that point i was like pretty immersed in the like story and like my suspension of disbelief was mm-hmm. was like going with it i was like ah this norse retelling with like norse mythology of hamlet i really enjoy it yeah. and then they're fighting and they're <laughs> jumping they're naked and they're <laughs> and they're jumping over like rivers of lava and i'm like I watched the earth science videos. I know what happens when you get too close to lot. Like, no, it totally wrecked all of my suspension of disbelief. And I'm like, 
God, fucking, I was sitting there. I mean, they both die by the end of it, but Is one it gets beheaded. <laughs> no, one of them gets beheaded and the other one gets stabbed through the heart, like literally at the same time. Um, so, but like I was sitting there and I was like, God, like I thought they were going to just fight at the base of the volcano because it's like supposed to be like Hell's Gate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was going to be some cool imagery with, like, the volcano erupting around them. I didn't think they were going to be fighting, like, inside, basically inside the volcano. Anyway, it totally wrecked any sense of, like, immersion that I had with the film. And oh, I, was I just like, want to throw out that the article I was reading was from WCVB5 Boston. Because um, I was going to forget. Okay, yeah. Because I want to anyway, close no. the tab. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I understand why people want to walk on hot coals because like that's like a thing about like overcoming fear or whatever. I don't see any point in walking across Legos barefoot. I feel There's like the like... only way you get into walking across Legos barefoot is you just have children, and you yeah. it's like a it's a survival me- like a coping mechanism. <laughs> a survival Wait, like is strategy. is this like a you you're like practicing or this is like. No, I'm... you just get good at it. Oh, okay. Like, it, when you have children who have Legos everywhere. Right. Did you ever know... I mean... Do, did you ever have, like, friends when you were a little kid who were, like, really into Legos? Um, I have friends... No. Long story short, no. <laughs> I have friends now who I'm sure if I had been friends with them... <clears throat> Harry. Um, if I had been friends with them back in the day... Mm-hmm. They are current. What I'm okay. Hang on. Let me. It's like nine o'clock. You know somebody who's into Legos now. Yes, who was also back then into yeah. Legos, but we weren't friends back then. Mm. We're friends now. <laughs> anyway, um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, Legos. I knew somebody who had like, I don't know how or why this came to be because I met them a while after this, but they and their siblings were into Legos enough that they had just a closet in their house dedicated to playing with Legos. Like there were bins of Legos on the shelf. Okay. But then (laughs) under the shelves, we would sit on the floor in the closet and play with Legos. Okay. So you were saying what I thought you were saying. Yeah. This man did donate lots of Legos. Um, He became well known for, Walking on Legos. Do you think he donated the Legos he walked on? I hope not. I assume (laughs) not. I'm going to say no. I assume these were new sets of Legos and not just like bits and bobs he (laughs) scraped up off the floor. Yeah, one would hope. (laughs) Here, Here, have all of the pieces from Lego kits that I've lost over the years. I mean, that could be really useful, though. Just um, those little one-by-one ones and, like, hinges. (laughs) (laughs) And heads. Oh, yeah. Maybe one half of a pair of legs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. My goodness. Um, I have a Lego set. I have a Lego set right in front of me. I have the one that's got the frogs. Nice. The the, the bonsai tree that's got frogs. I impulsively bought myself some Legos recently. Which set? So I got 
I was gonna so in my defense I was getting Legos for my sister for her birthday and I wanted okay. to add some more to carts for free shipping um Fair enough. so I bought that's myself they, the that's sunflowers how they get, nice that's how they get you that's how they get you um but I love sunflowers I've always really liked sunflowers I used to try and grow sunflowers in my backyard unfortunately we had a white shed in my backyard growing up um which reflected sunlight more effectively than the fucking sun so they would all just turn and face the shed (laughs) so we had a bunch of sunflowers that would just look away from us um I didn't know that yeah (laughs) I knew knew about the shed I never knew about the flowers yeah eventually we gave up on the sunflowers because they just the aesthetic was not (laughs) what we had hoped and they got they got uh we ended up with like bits of sunflower seeds all over the lawn because the squirrels got into them I'm imagining in like France Like, if, if somebody in, like, a field had a really white shed. <laughs> the, the, the sunflowers that Van Gogh was looking at, unfortunately, there was a white billboard. <laughs> but that's another reason that I love sunflowers, is that when uh, Van Gogh was recovering from his depression, he was painting sunflowers. Um, yeah, sunflowers and they were one are... of his, like, little joys. Um, And that's one of the other reasons I love sunflowers. So I got myself some Lego sunflowers that I'm very excited about. Good for you. Um, Love me me some sunflowers. Can I tell you some good news? I was going to say, do you want to go first or should I go first? I'm very excited about my story. I think you'll really like it. Okay. Um, Have you heard the good news about Mackenzie the Adventure Cat? No. So this story, I keep on, I keep on waiting. I'm like, someday, if we keep doing this, mm-hmm. we are going to have the same article someday. Someday. Um, I don't know what we'll do. I should keep like, someday in my life, I should keep like a party poppers or like a bottle of champagne next to my desk. That that's the day that we'll make Sunny D mimosas. <laughs> oh no! With no, real no, champagne. No. With Dom Perignon, with like the world's most expensive. That means I also have to keep Sunny D somewhere in my house. <laughs> I have to keep Sunny D in the world's most expensive champagne. Not the world's in my most fridge. expensive. I believe we said the cheapest possible bottle of real champagne from Champagne France. Okay. Oh, that's no. I thought the whole point of the Sunny D mimosa was that it was the worst possible. No, it wasn't a Sunny D mimosa. It was a Tang mimosa. Oh, you're right. <laughs> It was. Um, I thought the whole point of it was that it was the world's most expensive champagne paired well, the, with the worst the, the possible The cheapest bottle juice. of champagne from Champagne, France is like $120. That's not true. It's really hard to find real champagne. That's not true. I saw on the restaurant menu of the restaurant I was at this weekend a $45 bottle of champagne. Listen, being right makes me wetter than the ocean. So I will fact check this. Cheapest bottle of real champagne. You didn't even laugh at my joke. Sorry, I was already Googling champagne. So like, okay, 
the most easily available champagne from Champagne France is Dom Perignon, which starts at like $200 a bottle. Yeah, but that's Dom Perignon. That's like the best of the best. Is it? Or is it just champagne from France? No, 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 no. Like that's that's like the best like that's like the that's like the best of the best. No, 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 no. no. You can get like any no, but you can. I'm looking at on liquor.com region Champagne France from Piper, whatever. I can't read that. Um, no, it's this one. This bottle's $30. Okay. Ha! I win. Yeah. See, now I'm Googling. Okay, so it was going to be Dom Perignon. It was or... the cheapest bottle of Dom Perignon. Yeah, I believe that that we it. could buy. That's what it was. Um, so Mackenzie the Adventure Cat, right? <laughs> um, so this story is not about Mackenzie, but it starts with Mackenzie. Um, so uh, Mackenzie the Adventure Cat, who has gone viral on TikTok because she makes funny noises and growls and complains when her owner puts her harness on but the second she's outside she's so happy to be there oh i know about this cat yeah um uh mackenzie's first owner was byron refuse refuse um uh byron refuse uh, who had Mackenzie. Uh, she was his cat. Um, his wife died of a brain aneurysm. His oh, wife of fuck. 59 years died of a brain aneurysm oh, in 2018. Um, and he was facing health issues and he refused to go to the hospital because he was afraid he didn't know who would take care of his cat. Oh. Um, Mackenzie. Um, and Byron's granddaughter, Angela Refuse, uh, who is from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, Love those Nova Scotians. Stepped up and took care of the cat while he was in the hospital. And then when he eventually passed, uh, she uh, took in Mackenzie, even though Mackenzie didn't really like her. <laughs> no. Um, I can remember her hissing at me when she was just a kitten, but we couldn't let her go to a shelter. It would have broken my dad and my grandpa's hat hearts, Angela said. Um, when she was, uh, pandemic hit, she was working from home. She spent a lot more time with Mackenzie. Um, and, you know, she was trying to figure out how to, like, bond with Mackenzie, and she and Mackenzie bonded, and Mackenzie now goes on adventures, and they're very close, and it's very cute. But uh, this whole situation is not the good news. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie's owner's dying is not the good news. The good news is Angela saw the situation and realized that there are probably others like her grandfather who are sick or dying. Or, or just old and like old people have to think about and worried about what are, what's going to happen to their pets. Um, so she started a charity called My Grandfather's Cat. Oh, um, which is a nonprofit Dylan, in you're gonna Canada. Fucking make me cry. Did we say? Did we introduce ourselves? <laughs> no, we did not. 
Hi, I'm Dylan. I used <laughs> what if I didn't put the intro music until 20 minutes into the episode? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dylan. I use they, them pronouns. pronouns oh fuck (laughs) we got too excited about legos yeah (laughs) oh man oh boy (laughs) just oops so yeah angela created the nonprofit, my grandfather's cat um which helps uh seniors and terminally ill people especially people who are moving into assisted living, find homes for their beloved pets. Um, it officially launched on May 18th, 2021, her grandfather's birthday. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was recent. And then I was in my head. <laughs> my head did a thing where I was like, May 18th, 2021. Hang on. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> who yeah what is time really i have so much trouble with expiration dates of thing of like things that are generally thought of to be shelf stable like i'll look at a jar of peanut butter and be like okay okay so december happened in the past but the december of this jar of peanut butter no that that did happen in the past it was 2021 or like it is currently 2022. This is always a struggle for me in like January and February when I'm looking at expiration dates. Because I'm like, okay, I know that the year is 2022. And I also know that J- December just happened. So the thing that's expiring in December 2022 expired? <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Sorry. I just remembered. I'm looking at my rock collection, which is on my desk. I've got a really cool rock in my backpack. <laughs> nice. I don't know what it is, though. We should put it up on our Twitter. <laughs> if anybody knows what this rock is, let me know. Absolutely. Um, I'll send you... I'll, put, I'll put, put a picture of it in our Discord. So they have... I'm not, I'm not joking. Uh, so my grandfather's cat, the charity, not my grandfather's cat. My grandfather didn't have a cat, unless you count Bonnie, who is... Uh, giant cat when you're wasn't that the cat when your dad was a kid no so so bonnie is the name of a giant she's not a stuffed tiger as in like a, she was once a living tiger and now no, she's like stuffed, a stuffed animal but she's tiger. like a giant stuffed a life-size stuffed animal of a tiger that my a my stuffy. uh who is currently living at my parents house and there's a picture of my dad sitting astride her uh when he was like three so she's a very old tiger. So my grandfather's cat, the nonprofit, launched on May 18th, 2021. Take a um, shot every time Dylan has to start this article. <laughs> um, and more than 5,000 people visited the nonprofit's website in its first days thanks to a video of Mackenzie on TikTok going viral talking about the charity. Mackenzie is the cat. Um, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they they have found. So this article is from a bit ago. Yeah, this article is from January of this year. Um, and as of January of this year, my grandfather's cat has ha- found homes for 25 cats and one dog. Um, people apply and then they have volunteers who try and find homes for the cats and dogs. Um, and then the the seniors or terminally ill people, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't speak. The seniors or terminally ill people get to decide who's going to adopt their pet when they die. Which I like, I am so lucky because like, I know that if like, if I got hit by a car tomorrow, my sister would take Ella in like no questions asked, but like, Hey Dylan. Yeah. Don't, don't get hit by a car. I will do my best not to. I will look both ways. This but... can get filed under crazy shit. My mom has said to me, um, I don't know if we've got a running tally of that. Mm-hmm. My mom once told me my one and only, I've told you this before. I'm sure. I think you've said this on the podcast before. <laughs> my mom has once told me my one and only job in life, not find happiness, not like achieve you know, my goals, my one and only job in life was to, quote, die after her. <laughs> um, and then after a long pause and my father, <laughs> you said, she said, she said, Sophie, your one and only job, unprompted, by the way. <laughs> if, my, if, my memory so serves, if my memory serves correctly, she said unprompted, like in the middle of like the summer, I was like 13. <laughs> She was like, your one and only job in life is to die after me. And your dad. <laughs> um, I genuinely think about that probably every day. <laughs> it worked, too. It, You know how I know it worked? Because you're I not going to get find... a motorcycle until after your parents die. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get a motorcycle, period. My uncle died in a motorcycle accident. But um, that's neither here nor there. If you were going to, it would be after your parents that, died. I was like, I can't buy a motorcycle until I'm at least in, you know, like my 70s because if you're I have 70 to wait. If you die in a motorcycle accident, that's cool. <laughs> it's like, I have to wait until after my parents are dead so that if I die... Yeah. You know, in a motorcycle crash. And then I was like, oh, but fuck, wait, what if I have kids? I have to wait until they're no longer dependent on me. So I have to wait until I'm at least like six. I have to wait until at least retirement age to get a motorcycle. At which point, God, for my parents' sake, I hope they're dead. <laughs> Just Jesus. I don't think... I don't think either of them want to live to be like 120 years old. Can you imagine? Wait, Yuck. so how how old are you going to be when you get a motorcycle? Like 65. Okay. How old were your parents when they had you? In their well, 50s? My dad's, my dad's 60 now. So if I was 60... You are in your 20s. So that would be okay. less than 40 years from now. So your dad wouldn't be well over a hundred. What? Whatever. I'm bad at math. I know because I've thought about this a lot. Um, I when I was little, I was like, I want to live to a hundred. The the like two things that I thought was I want to live to a hundred and I want to die on my birthday 
So the math is really easy on my tombstone for future generations. Um, That's so specific. (laughs) um, And I was like, okay, I want to die when I'm, but I don't want to die like on my hundredth birthday. That would be kind of sad. Actually, now that I think about it, that would be pretty cool. At the time, I was like, I don't want to die on my 100th birthday. That would be sad. I want to enjoy being in my hundreds for a little bit. So I decided in, I wanted to die on my 100th birthday. You want to enjoy your triple digits? Exactly. Party hard. Ride a motorcycle. Snort some coke. Listen, if I make it to triple digits, I'm snor- I'm doing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> if right? I make it to triple digits, I, I, I'm going to have to do shrooms, I think. Listen, I'm so scared of shrooms. I, you will be in triple digits. Okay, whatever. I'll still be scared of shrooms. Whatever. I'm just not going to die. Um. Okay. <laughs> Dylan, if we both make it to triple digits, can we do cocaine together? <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, at that point, like, what have you got to lose, right? Yeah. And... If cocaine is still illegal, which God, I hope by the time we hit a hundred, it's not. Um, what if, like, what if you can't find coke? Like, what if, like, cocaine oh, goes out shit. of fashion? Um, God, we'll have to like find a chemist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're um, it's our. Have you heard of cocaine? <laughs> we're 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 in our. <laughs> Imagine two. I'm a hundred two years old. It it's you. It's like I I don't want to say like because we don't have birthdays anywhere near each other, but like yeah, it's like we're in our hundreds. Can you imagine? It's like we're we're two. It's twenty one hundred. We're both at least a hundred years old because we were both born in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're like two old little old, you know. I would say ladies, but neither of us are those things. But Little old gremlins. Little old gremlins. And we come up to some like young hip thing and we're like, hey, do you have cocaine? And they're like, excuse me? You're like 100 years old. Also, you're like, what the yeah. fuck is cocaine? Yeah, give us the cocaine. And they're like, like the thing that, that they an- did in the 1900s? <laughs> it's a thing that was really popular in the 1980s. The what now? <laughs> It's a thing that was popular before we were born. Back in the dark ages. Anyway, <laughs> this um this article. Yeah, so um oh I was reading God. I was the quotes I we're was reading were from a People magazine article. Uh woman starts non-profit to help senior and terminally ill animal lovers find new homes for pets by Michelle Boudon. Um, My Grandfather's Cat is a very cool organization. It is uh, local to Canada. So I was looking to see if there, and there's several in the United States. There are none right now that serve Massachusetts. So if, you know. Beans. What? I said, ah, beans. If you are passionate about animal, animals, and senior citizens and or terminally ill people maybe start one for Massachusetts. Um, but yeah. yeah, you can look you can look and see if there's one in your area. Um, I know a lot of them accept volunteers to like 
help find people to take in the animals or like if you want to adopt an animal and know the animal before you adopt them but not know when you're gonna get the animal maybe look into becoming um one of the potential adopters of old people or and or sick people's animals I thought you were just going to end the sentence. An adopter of old people. Adopt some old and or sick people. <laughs> Jesus. That's really cute, though. It's an important organization, too, because, like, man, not knowing where your animal is going to go after you die, I can imagine would be really stressful. Yeah. I just, especially, like, if you should be in assisted living or going to the hospital or it's, like, recommended that you go to like a facility for care or whatever being like I can't bring my pet with me so I'm just gonna struggle on my own rather than going to a place that's beneficial for me for my pet's sake is yeah a real choice that people have to make yeah and it's just it's sad that that's like I wish there were also organizations that were like that provided pet care for this specific thing not just like because i know there are of course there are there's like woof or wag or whatever it's called or rover those things um but not those you have to pay for them yeah not they're not charities so yeah start a pet care charity for people in the hospital yeah um anyway that's really cute should we do middle bit stuff? Let's do the middle bit. Um, water. Drink it. Drink it. It's good for you. I've not been drinking enough water. I've been playing a lot of Raft, which is a game in which you have to drink water or else you'll die in the game. Um, and every time I drink water in Raft, I make myself drink water in real life. And that is... I'm at my healthiest when I'm gaming. Nice. <laughs> because I have to drink water all the time. I'm proud of you. Um, drink water. Um, water is life. So check out uh, stopline3.org to learn about what pipelines might be threatening water. True. I thought I saw something else about that, but I'm forgetting what it is because my brain is molasses. Um. What else? I had something and then it left my brain like like a sieve. Uh, make sure you're registered to vote. Look up when your local elections are. A lot of uh, not midterm, like the pre preliminaries for midterms are yep. happening in the nearish future. Look, it varies a lot based on where you live. So look that up. Um, definitely yeah. vote in the midterms. Please, dear God. I'd... Oh, my fucking God. Jesus Christ. Um, This is what we should have opened with, not to totally distract from this. Um, I got into graduate school. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Congratulations. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I keep on forgetting who you I have. You sent a screenshot to one of the group chats, and I spent like three whole minutes trying to figure out what it said. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did they get in? Is that what this yeah. means? Yeah, I did. And then everybody was saying, congrats. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I got into graduate school in Germany. 
We're gonna have to fucking figure this we'll, podcast we'll figure out. It out. It'll we'll be fine. Something out. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. We'll record on the weekends. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll We're record early D&D afternoon out. for me, which will be early evening e- for you. Yeah. Because you're you'll be yeah. five or six hours ahead. Yeah, depending on the time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know time zones. Yeah. Question well, you mark. do. You you do you do you you know them time zones. Um. And then someday you'll come visit me. I will. I will come visit real- you. Which will be real fun. You'll come visit me in Germany. Speaking of, um, do you have something for the middle bit? Oh, I, I, I had a couple funny, fun, fun, silly headlines. I briefly looked at Florida Man and then remembered why we stopped doing Florida Man as our middle bit segment. Because yeah. they're all fucking depressing. Um, I've got, I've got two. Uh, one is, excuse me tangentially connected to what i was talking about um the world's oldest living dog a chihuahua named toby keith one word toby keith one word breaks guinness (laughs) world record for oldest dog were you looking at guinness world records for this no it just happened okay um this dog was born january 9th 2001 this dog is older than most high schoolers Oh, why would you say it that way? This dog is 21 and 66 days old on March 16th when this Guinness World Records of... confirmed he was the oldest dog alive. This dog is of legal drinking age. <laughs> this dog, Give if this dog, dog was a beer. This dog, if this, Give this dog, dog was a Guinness. <laughs> they make dog beer, you know that, right? I did not like... know that. I did know... Um... Uh, one of our neighbors used to give my family's dog beer. I cannot. I thought it was wine. No, no, no it was beer. Because he would, oh, okay. he would share. I believe it was actually Guinness. He would share his Guinness with the dog. Why? No, no. But they do make like. Show dog me the beer. pictures of Toby Keith. There was a there was a Toby thing Keith, that said you word. will not believe how good this dog looks for being the oldest living dog like a fucking like those ads with ellen's face dermatologists hate her (laughs) dermatologists hate her toby keith the oldest dog in the world you won't believe you won't believe what they've done to toby keith dermatologists doctors hate him oh my god so i don't know how healthy a chihuahua can look but he does look pretty <laughs> healthy for a chihuahua. I can't believe chihuahuas were originally bred to be, like, attack dogs. I can. You ever been bitten you know, in the I, ankle? I was bitten in the ankle by my roommate's cat this morning. <laughs> anyway. I blew my nose and now I regret it because Ella just took a very stinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Um, uh, the other um, article that I ha- the other headline that I have for you is from PC Gamer website and it's Stardew Valley players won't stop making increasingly unhinged grandpa death mods that is a headline I think every single word in that <laughs> if you read it to my father 
<laughs> you would have no idea. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Stardew Valley players won't stop making increasingly unhinged grandpa death mods. Okay, he'd get some of the words, but the context of those words he would not um the subtitle of this article is modders are currently involved in a feverish dying grandpa renaissance (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i don't know if you've played stardew valley but the game starts with your grandfather dying and leaving you his farm and his will um and you can skip the beginning of the game um it's it's cute like to be fair, this game was created, I believe, by a single person. So the fact that the the animation of the the, the beginning of the, the prologue of the game is a little dinky looking, <laughs> um, like people people famously make fun of the bed that he's in when he dies. <laughs> yeah, I haven't um, played Stardew Valley, and even I know that. But um, people modders have made it so you can have a more interesting death beginning oh man (laughs) including this one called slightly worse grandpa bed oh man oh man shall we move on to my article i'm really excited about it playing ping pong on grandpa's that's so oh my god (laughs) grandpa's bed is an envelope this is funny only to me because i can see the pictures but google grandpa death mods for stardew valley valley there's a whole lot of silliness happening i think you should um clarify that the ping pong one you're playing with grandma you are (laughs) (laughs) you're playing ping pong with grandma and grandpa's bed is the table with him in it his corpse is Um. oh no i'm looking at one where grandpa is the bed (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. i also saw one called grandpa pissed himself no these are bad i don't like them okay do you want to hear something really cool Yes. Do you want to hear about something really cool? So, some backstory, um, not about specifically about this article. Um, back in the day, I went to nature camp. And my, like, sixth year at nature camp, one of the things that we were told to do for, like, an afternoon activity, because they needed to fill an afternoon with something for us to do is we were supposed to write a a song about nature mm-hmm. and we were split up into like three groups this was um around the time do you remember um do you remember iggy azalea the the rapper yeah do you remember like what was her first song that went like t- really crazy Wh- whatever that song Fans? was Huh? Fancy? Yes, that one. I was in a group that picked that song. Mm-hmm. And this was back in my N-log phase where I was like, I'm hashtag not like other girls. I don't know this song, but I actually like didn't 
know this song, mm-hmm. but it was because I was like, I don't listen to popular music. Oh, we've all been there. And Slash, which is to say, I've been there. <laughs> Specifically that situation where you're writing a parody of a song that you've never heard because you don't listen to popular music. I was like, I don't listen to popular music. Never heard this song I only anymore. listen to cool, uh, edgy rock music. Like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> basically, basically, that was that was where I was at in life. Um, but one of the other groups, the other the other group mm-hmm. wrote also wrote a parody, a nature parody. But the mm-hmm. third group wrote an original song. Oh, they they wrote an original rap. About bioluminescence. Incredible. Very good. The only line of which I remember is, out of all the evolutionary presents, the best one of these is bioluminescence. Iconic. I think I've which heard is you a- say that before. Of course, yeah. Because it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that sticks with you forever. It's a great bar, and I wish I had all of the lyrics to it, because it's really good. The whole rap was really good. I think... Maybe I had a video of it somewhere, like, back on, like, those, like, a really shitty old point-and-shoot camera. Anyway. Mm. But a French town. This My article is from BBC. Mm-hmm. A French town is using bioluminescent algae as streetlights. <gasps> That's so cool. Like I've I heard people talking about this. Oh, this could be a possibility. We've done prototypes, blah 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 blah. Yes. <laughs> so from Peter Jung, um this article is from April. It's <laughs> from April 10th of this year. Um so we all know the organisms that have bioluminescence like fireflies, deep sea fish, but probably where most of us have actually seen it is like if you've ever been walking i know i've seen it on cape cod me too at night when i've been like walking and you'll step on the sand and in a light up or like a wave comes in and as it goes out you see the sparkles in the sand yeah yeah yeah. so um basically in it's a in Ramboulay um France, which is a small town about 30 miles southwest of Paris, um, they are using bioluminescent algae as street light, prototype street lamps. That's so um, cool. It's so cool. When I found out about this, I was like, this is what I'm writing about, reading about tonight. Um, these ethereal experiments are also underway across France, including some in the capital's um, Rossi-Charles-de-Galle airport. Unlike standard street lamps, with, which often emit, heart, a, emit a harsh glare and need to be hooked up to an electrical grid, these otherworldly lights, they're blue, by the way, they're like, like a teal blue, um, are powered by living organisms through the process known as bioluminescence. Um, this phenomenon is a chemical reaction inside an organism's body. And like I said, it's observed, you know, all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, it is present, fun fact, in 60, in 76% of deep sea creatures and has independently evolved like a bunch of different times. 
including in 27, um, at least 27 occasions in marine fish alone. Um, I know I sound like I'm like reciting facts. This is all in the article. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the users of bioluminescence in the natural world are really wide ranging. Fireflies. Oh, why did I say like algae when I could have just said firefly? You did um, say firefly. I did, but I was like, the place where most of us have seen it is probably algae. You know, when we've all probably seen fireflies. Um, so the fireflies use it to attract mates, um, and some species of algae glow when surrounded by water that is disturbed. And anglerfish use the bacteria to, you know, lure prey. We all we all know. Mm. Um, we know this. You know, anglerfish. Um, which I, I I assume the only reason that everybody knows about anglerfish is Finding Nemo. Like, did people yes. know about them before that one scene in Finding Nemo? Maybe. I don't know. Like, was it you, common have, knowledge? Um, also, I think everybody should know, if they don't know already, that the angler, that anglerfish is a female anglerfish. And male anglerfish are fucking, they're like this, they're like an inch long. They're basically impregnating parasites. Not parasites. Um, Symbiotic. Um, like, symbiotes. Or, yeah, like mutualistic. <laughs> Jesus. So most bioluminescent. It's a, it's a little worm that latches onto you. Stop. You uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, my God. I also saw fucking, speaking of Sony and their terrible movies, of which Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage, Carnage, Carnage are not two of those movies. Um, I saw Morbius and it was terrible. It was so bad. Like I knew going into it that it was going to be bad, but it was like real bad. Like really, really bad. Aren't Um, you glad you only saw it once? (laughs) The only redeeming factor of that movie is the fact that Matt Smith puts on a performance that could be, could only be described as like camp the most camp i've ever seen an actor do anything is happening right now jesus we should talk about that at the end as like a bonus thing because we should we should end the podcast and then do a bonus to talk about the met gala that's what we're gonna do i'm i'm working smarter not harder because you'll thank me in editing oh absolutely um so, um, whether, so most bioluminescent ocean species emit blue-green light, which due to shorter wavelengths of color can travel further in the ocean. I did not know that. Some fireflies and certain snails glow yellow and so, excuse me, so-called railworm, a beetle larva native to the Americas, is known to turn both uh, both red and greenish yellow in a dotted pattern that resembles a train at night. Fun stuff. Rodents, oh, sorry, spring hares and nocturnal rodents found in South, Southern Africa have uh, been found to have hair that produces vivid pink 
bioluminescent glow. Holy shit, that's so cool. Out of all the evolutionary presents, the best one of these is bioluminescence. Come on. Accurate. Okay. So the turquoise blue glow bat glow bathing in the waiting room and Ramboulet, uh, meanwhile, comes from a marine bacterium gathered off the coast of France called hang on. It's there's Latin here. Give oh me a boy. second. Alive Alive Brio Fisheri. That wasn't so hard. Um, the bacteria is stored inside saltwater-filled tubes, allowing them to circulate in a kind of luminescent, luminous aquarium. That's so fucking cool. Since the light is generated through internal biochemical processes that are part of the organism's normal metabolism, running it requires almost no energy other than that needed to produce the food that the bacteria consumes. A um, a mix, basically it's a mix of nutrients is added and air is pumped through the water to provide oxygen. Mm-hmm. To turn off the lights, um, the air is simply cut off and <laughs> halting the process. I, I know that, that because of the, the, the nature of the organisms, it doesn't kill them. It, However, it doesn't. <laughs> Mental, the mental image of being like, oh, we, we need to turn off the, the living lights, cut off the air supply. <laughs> it halts the process by sending the bacteria into an anaerobic state wherein it does not produce bioluminescence. Our goal is to change the way in which cities use light, says Sandra Ray, the founder of the French startup Glowy which is behind the project in Ramboulet. We want to create an ambiance that is better, that better respects citizens, the environment and biodiversity and to impose this new philosophy of lights as a real alternative. Um, You should look up pictures because the the lights are like really cool. Um, They're like this turquoisey blue green um, color. They're really beautiful. Proponents like Ray argue bioluminescence provided by the bacteria could be an energy-efficient, sustainable way to light up our lives. We currently produce the way we currently produce light. Um, she argues has changed little since the first light bulb was created. Fuck Thomas Edison um, for you know you know doing all of his patent thievery. He didn't create the first light bulb, right? He I probably don't stole it from. So. He stole it from somebody probably. Um, he well, also the LED killed an li- elephant. Oh yeah, he's done so many, so much shit. Fuck that guy. I feel like of the of the Thomas Edison things, reasons people hate him, the most popular right now is like it got out that he killed an elephant. Yeah. Shits and um, So the LED light bulb um, was invented in the 1960s, and it significantly reduced the cost of running lights. However, it's still dependent on electricity, which is, you know, fossil fuels. Um, But Glowy was founded in 2014 and has been developing a liquid raw material. In theory, it's endlessly renewable, made of these bioluminescent microorganisms. Um, It is cultivated in saltwater aquariums before being packaged in... Um, 
aquarium tubes. The manufacturing pr- process, Ray claims, consumes less water than manufacturing LED lights and releases less CO2 and releases less CO2. While the liquid is also biodegradable, sorry, I'm reading that sentence all weird. Um, the manufacturing process, claims Ray, consumes less water than manufacturing LED lights and releases less CO2 while the liquid is also biodegradable. There. Oof. The lights also use less electricity to run than LEDs, according to the company, although Glowy produced fewer lumens of light than most modern LED light bulbs. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. These are fucking dope. These are so fucking cool. It doesn't matter. I don't care if they produce less lumens. Oh, man, this article's really long. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what else is there to say? Um, while Glowy's lights are currently only available in standard tubes for events, the company is planning to produce several types of street furniture, such as outdoor benches, with built-in lights soon. That's fucking so cool. That is so cool. Um, in 2019, Ramboulet, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing the name of this town correctly. It doesn't matter. Um, Ramboulet City Hall signed a partnership with Glowy and invested 100,000 euros, which is roughly uh, $109,000 to turn the town into a full-scale bioluminescence laboratory. Super cool. Um, ooh. Guillaume, Guillaume, Guillaume Doué, head of Rambouillet's public spaces. I took French in high school. I should know how to say these things, but French is a, a silly language that makes no sense. French pronunciation... Anyway, there are hell, no rules. Hell on a dyslexic brain. Um, public Spaces believes if the experiment is a success, it could lead to the tra- transformation across the country. This is about a city of tomorrow. Do du- a says do a. If the prototype really works, we can bring it into the large scale development and replace the current lighting system. But bioluminescence, bioluminescent lighting isn't new. Holy shit, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, no, never mind. I read ahead a little bit. I'm having my own reactions. Give me a second. In um, 350 BC, Greek philosopher, er- <coughs> Greek philosopher Aristotle described, bioluminesc- the- described bioluminescence in glowworms and fireflies as a type of cold light. Coal miners have used fireflies in jars as illumination in mines where any kind of flame, even a candle or a lantern, could trigger a deadly explosion. Yeah, that's smart. Um, don't light things on fire inside of things that could be bad. God. that That's a thing in Avatar The Last Airbender. They oh, trap the... fireflies in their lanterns and use them to... I thought you were going to say with the crystals in the fucking secret tunnel. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, meanwhile, glowing fungi have been used for, have been, um, have for years been used by tribes in India to illuminate dense jungles. 
that's cool. Um, jack-o'-lantern mushrooms, which, um, look a lot like chicken of the woods because they're bright orange. They have gills. uh, Chicken of the woods don't have, um, uh, gills. They glow in the dark. Fun fact. Cool. Um, yet, Glowy is the first company in the world to reach this level of experimentation, and the company says it's in negotiations with 40 cities across France, Belgium, Switzerland, and Portugal. Um, ERDF, a largely state-run company that manages France's electricity grid, is among Glowy's backers. Fucking cool. Um, the European Commission has already provided... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 1.7 million euros. Go on, make the sound. Oh, <laughs> Which is about 1.9 million dollars in funding. And Fran- National France's insufficient... Fuck, God, you fuck, fuck, fuck. Blech. It's okay, it's like 10 o'clock. Mm. We started off so good. France's National Institute of Health and Medical Research, INSERM, has given technical support. Hmm. However, ha, mm, Carl Johnson, a dissenter, eh, not really, he believes, he's a professor of biology at Vanderbilt, believes that there are serious Ruh-oh. challenges. To, what? You froze and went silent from my perspective. Oh. Um, he believes there are still serious challenges ahead for bioluminescence. Um, can get green before bioluminescence can get green lit for large scale development. I'm just looking at the Google image search results for glowy bioluminescent and having a grand old time. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm going to sort of skim through the rest of this because it's, it's not as, it's not very interesting, but basically the, the, um, the, the biggest drawback is that these lights, the bioluminescent lights are not as bright as conventional light bulbs. Mm. Um, they don't put out as much light. Um, says its bacteria can produce an output brightness of 15 lumens per square meter, short of but not far off the minimum 25 per square meter it believes it's required for public lighting in parks and gardens. By comparison, Mm. a 220 lumen household LED light bulb can produce 111 lumens per square meter. So, you know... um, Oh, per square meter of floor. So, you know, it's like a, it's a bit of a discrepancy between the two. Yeah. I will say, like, my brain just stopped. (laughs) Full halt. Um, I feel like in areas where there's less light pollution, a dimmer street light will provide a lot, enough, enough illumination to get by. You know what I mean? Can you imagine these on our street? (laughs) Uh, more alive, I take this but over less my haunted. haunted. <laughs> I would take this over my haunted fucking light any day of the week. Um, 
another issue is once used, the glow sticks where the things are stored cannot be recycled due to the mixture of chemicals that they contained. Mm. Um, they are used in a wide range of applications from law enforcement and military uses to musical music festival goers. Um, some researchers have raised concerns about the effect the chemicals contain on marine life. Wait. Hang on, I missed something. Oh. Ah. No, I did miss something. They're saying that they want to... Glowy wants to make... Uh, no. Um, I think Glowy is saying they want to make... Um, they want to make bioluminescent glow sticks to replace the ones that we crack. You know? Mm. Um, because the... Glow sticks can't be recycled, you know, mm-hmm. like the ones that we crack. Um, like we can't, we can't recycle those. Um, due to the mixture of the race of um, uh, they are often used as lure in long lures in long line fishing. Um. Anyway. So yeah. Bioluminescent street lamps in Europe. Super, super cool. I want one for my house. I want one for, like, my bedside lamp. Yeah. Uh, A fun little sentient nightlight. I don't think it's sentient. I think if it's sentient, I wouldn't want it. Sentient was the wrong word to use. Yeah. The word I was looking for was living. Or, um... Yeah. Not sapient. That's us. We're sapient. (laughs) What's it called when something's alive? Like, there's a... There's an S word. Um... Um... Oh, God, these pictures are so fucking cool. Um, it's not sentient. Whatever. A a living nightlight. I want to look up Met Gala pictures. Um, we should sign off. You heard the good news about Legos, um, and Mackenzie the Adventure Cat and the foundation that she inspired, my grandfather's cat. Um, mm-hmm. You have heard the good news about Toby Keith, the very old Chihuahua, <laughs> whose name is Toby Keith without a space. Toby, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Um, you have heard the good news about gram- Grandpa Death Mods. <laughs> Certainly um, funny. You've heard the good news the, about um, the living bioluminescent light. street lamps. Living living street lamps. Um, thank I you feel so like much we for listening. just introduced ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I have been Dylan. I've been Sophia. What do I say? Good night and good news. And I'll catch you on the flip side. My brain tried to say that, and that's not what Don't I said. Don't stop your recording. We've got to talk about Bye. the knockout. Bye.